listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Digital therapeutics, known as DTX, are evidence-based therapeutic interventions driven by software to prevent, manage, or treat a medication disorder or disease. Pharmacists play a critical role in the adoption of digital therapeutics, and this series will provide the latest on the innovations in pharmacy care. This is Digital Therapeutics. I am your host, uh, Todd Yuri, founder of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I want to give a shout out to Ned Milankovic. Dr. Milankovic is a well-known pharmacist throughout our industry, as well as a lawyer. So he always brings an interesting perspective to different subjects. He authored an article in Pharmacy Times over the summer. It was titled, The Rise of AI in Pharmacy Practice Presents Benefits and Challenges. This is a great article. We're going to have this in our show notes. I will be following up with Ned. A shout out to Ned. I made him a hashtag years ago, hashtag Ned said. And if Ned said, it's probably the case. So just a shout out to you, Ned. But I'm excited today. So we're going to dive into application in the usage of AI. And the closest we can get is how artificial intelligence is going to impact our patients and making it easier for pharmacists and our technicians and our care plan designers, our physicians to work together using artificial intelligence to really reach the patient where they are I think of our mobile phones, I think of data, I think of a lot of things. It could be as imaginative as we could go, but I like bringing on experts to really dig into different subjects. So on Digital Therapeutics, if you're listening to this podcast and you are also a uh, a scholar of artificial intelligence, a writer, uh, someone who has applied AI in medication management or pharmacological um, follow-up and needs and planning. Let's talk. Today, Natalie Park. Dr. Park is here, founder of Pharmasol. I am so excited to have you here, Natalie, because I have a lot of questions, um, but welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So a shout out to Ritesh Patel, um, my fellow brother within the Finn Partners family. Thank you so much for introducing us to Dr. Park. Natalie, Pharmasol, when I saw this um, app uh, demonstrated on your website, which is pharmasol.com, that's P-H-A-R-M-E-S-O-L.com, immediately I was like, okay, I gotta get Natalie on the show, uh, Digital Therapy Talks, and let's talk about this usage of AI in the hands and a virtual assistant-like help uh, for patients and really driving um, natural sounding conversations through texting as follow-up to treatment or anything that the physician and pharmacist teams have put together. Let's kick it right off and get into this. Tell us what is Pharmasol. Yeah, Pharmasol is a conversational AI for medications that enables healthcare organizations to provide personalized education and follow-up to patients taking medications. You can think of it as an AI assistant or a co-pilot to the pharmacist that can repeat the counseling that you know they already provided to the patient and also ask follow-up questions about how patients are doing. The great part is that it works 24-7 and is having these conversations with patients to bring actionable insight back to the pharmacist. 
like, hey, your patient said they feel like this medication isn't working or they're having trouble taking the medication and why that is. And it's gathering these informations on behalf of the pharmacist and providing support for the patients. So that's exciting. And when I read some of the examples, it's extremely natural. I was very um, impressed by the interaction. Let's talk about application around a condition. Let's say uh, diabetes care follow-up, especially if we just got a patient on a new device. Maybe they started Omnipod therapy or maybe they started using a Dexcom. Imagine the opportunity with Pharmasol empowering some of this follow-up and direction of how we can keep things going. I, I really think of adherence, but let's use diabetes as an example. A great use case of this is repeating the instructions of how to use that device, right? Or it could be an injection pen, for example, that the pharmacist you know, may have already explained it to the patient, but we all know that patients can't remember all of those information. So when they go home, they may need a reminder. Wait, how does this work again? You know, how do I really use it? Um, how may, For how long do I need to press this button, for example? Yeah. So then the patient can ask, and then it'll give a real-time response back to the patient. Um, or patients may also have questions about, wait, how does this medication really work? What is blood sugar? What is insulin? So instead of patient, you know, trying to Google these answers, and sometimes it can be difficult to find accurate and reliable answers. But by using Pharmasol, they know that, you know, this information is vetted by expert pharmacists and is accurate information that they can rely on. And let's talk about another use case in diabetes. A lot of these diabetes agents cause GI side effects like nausea, vomiting, you know, or diarrhea. And when we spoke with patients, a lot of them said that, you know, they didn't realize that they were going to have these side effects. They started taking the medication and suddenly they were in the bathroom and they were like, what is going on? I'm scared. I don't know. Is this how it's going to be if I take this medication? So a lot of patients end up just stopping the medication themselves without telling, you know, their pharmacist or physicians about it. And then we all know the story of, you know, they come back to the clinic three to six months later. That's when the clinicians find out. So this is also the type of education that pharmacists can provide and remind patients, hey, this is normal. It's going to happen. But for most patients, this goes away over time. And we can also do that in a timely manner. So maybe, you know, three to four days after the patient starts the medication, rather than info dumping all of this information up front, because again, then they feel overwhelmed and they may not remember this information. Natalie, before we go any further, I want to pause and just say it's interesting to me. And it's not surprising because I see it happening in, in an accelerated form just in the last, especially like the last three to five years. Pharmacists are doing things I've never thought that they would be doing today when I entered pharmacy 20 years ago. And how did you go from 
deciding at one point in high school or college or wherever that you wanted to become a pharmacist? And then how did the bend in the road lead you to artificial intelligence and truly building something that's, it's like rubber to the road. It's, it's applications, not just pie in the sky. So you got to tell our listeners about that. Yeah, I think it actually, all of it just goes back to wanting to help patients with medications, which is exactly what pharmacists do. And you know, before starting Pharmacel, I was working at a health system and working with different physicians, you know, pharmacists, nurses, ops managers to improve patient care. And I was working with, you know, some of the most passionate clinicians who really truly went above and beyond to do that. But what I realized that, what I realized is that despite all that passion and desire, at some point, you simply run out of clinical capacity and you cannot provide this personalized support and care for every single patient every single day. That's just not possible with human resources. So that is what led me to decide. I think we, what we need is a product that really executes the work itself. And, you know, at this point, I wasn't necessarily thinking AI. It was more so just realizing that I think we need a solution that does the work rather than, you know, simply waiting for clinicians to use it. Because again, clinicians are already, you know, doing as much as they can. And then what my team, you know, decided is that this artificial intelligence or large language model is a really good tool and technology to leverage because it allows us to have such fluent human-like conversation. We could build an automated product without AI. We could build a product that um, is automated, but as I think a lot of us have experienced that, that patient experience, user experience just wouldn't be as good because the conversation would be limited and maybe I would have to force the patient to respond with just yes or no. Like just say yes or no. Yeah. Otherwise I'm not gonna understand what you're saying. Um, but you know, large language model really allows us to have that fluent conversation and capture the nuances of patient response, right? It's not about, do I have nausea, yes or no? It's about, you know, how severe is it? Like, yep. what is that really like? And that's what this technology allows us to capture. I like this example that's on our screen right now. If you are watching on YouTube, um, you'll see the screen. If not, let me describe this to our listener. On the screen, we show Pharmasol's app where it reached out to the patient at probably whatever specific time was um, defined as that good follow-up. And it says, have you been able to start Prozac? And the patient responds, yes, but I don't really feel better. And now the artificial intelligence sends back, uh, Pharmasol sends back, because it takes time for your brain chemistry to adjust. It will take about two to four weeks for you to uh, feel an improvement. And then its next text says, if you don't feel better in about one to two weeks, don't give up. Um, and stick with it, and I'll check in with you. 
And then, of course, they respond with uh, with T.Y. Thank you. I just think that this is brilliant. I think that that we've been able to take a large amount of data as it will continue to increase. We've married that and infused that with artificial intelligence uh, prompting to, to say things that sound human. And we have the ability to lower the stress level of our patient feeling like they're all alone in this treatment, tying it back to a pharmacist's care and being able to document what was said so that the next time the pharmacist and or the physician or whoever gets in touch with the patient, they could read these notes, they could be updated immediately about what interaction was happening with that specific patient and it be um, seamless so that you get to the next you know, you could repeat over again, hey, I know when you started out, you know, let's call him Ken. Hey, Ken, I know when you started out, you might not have filled, filled better, but now it's been two more weeks later. How are things going? And Ken's like, you know what? It it does seem better now. And it, and you kind of followed up. Well, that was pulled right from the AI's documentation, having that accessible to the patient's record, and then moving forward. And that's the fusion that's where we don't lose. People say, oh, AI is going to take away jobs and blah, blah, blah. I think it's an enhancement to keep things in parallel, to keep things going. And like you said, 330 million people in the United States, right? 304,000 active pharmacists do the math. There's not enough pharmacists per, you know, the need for each of those, um, each of those people. So this is really helping to keep it going and, and, and make it contextual. Yeah, I can definitely tell you that there are not enough pharmacist hours and there are so many patients who need help. So many patients where you know their regimen could be reviewed by pharmacists and be improved and lead to improved outcomes. That's why we want to do some of these tasks of information gathering, right? Another follow-up that we do for patients taking, you know, medications for depression is asking that question again at two week and then four week. And once patient says, no, I'm, you know, still not really feeling better. One of the questions our system will ask is, have you missed any doses? Mm. Because that changes your decision-making. And we want to help pharmacists and clinicians by bringing that information so they can do the really important cognitive task and that so that they have the time to do the cognitive task of what does this mean? Does this mean, you know, I need to change the dose? Does this mean I need to consider a different agent? Because that's what really patients need. And I mean, that role you know, it needs to be performed by a clinician. And um, so, you know, this example comes from, again, talking to patients. When we asked a lot of patients, hey, how is your experience with taking medications? What are the areas that are challenging for you? And this is a common challenge that we see in the population that are taking medications for depression, right? not having the correct expectation and then feeling discouraged. And then similarly to actually the diabetes <clears throat> example I mentioned, they stopped taking the medication. 
And then, of course, you know, their condition can't improve. So, as you said, setting the right expectation, giving them the right information, because we have the information, we just need to deliver the information. And we also need to make sure that patient knows that their clinician is there for them. You can reach out to us at any time. And then, you know, if there is a clinician intervention that's needed, we would escalate the information back to the clinician. And what this also allows us to do is to have a really granular understanding of patient journey. Because as I said, because of limited human resources and, and clinical capacity, right now, we're not asking patients how they're doing, how they're feeling, what they think about the medications, what their challenges are with the medication on a daily basis. But because Pharmasol is an automated product that leverages AI, we can have this conversation with patients on a daily basis. What that means is we're going to have the most granular insights into patients' journey. Even things like, do patients think this ointment is too sticky? Mm -hmm. Or are they running into coverage issues at the pharmacy? Because as you saw, one of the questions we ask is, hey, have you been able to start this medication? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, are they feeling dizzy? Are they feeling nauseous? Does that happen at day three, day seven? And the prevalence of those experiences, does that differ by different characteristics like gender, age, race? So we can really start to understand what the patient journey is. And then we're using those insights back into our system to optimize and improve you know, our understanding and then personalize for that patient's experience. And then hopefully we can also predict patient's experience based on you know, their characteristics. So in the future, we can also provide insights back to the clinicians like, hey, based on our data, this patient is likely to experience more severe side effects from this medication. So maybe that can also inform you on your prescribing decisions. That can be another data point that we bring. So, you know, think of it as like similarly to pharmacogenomics. How do we yeah. use that data? It's informing you of your prescribing decisions. Those are also the kinds of insights that Pharmasol can collect and bring, to, uh, bring back to clinicians. All right. We'll be right back when we do. We're going to talk about the fusion of digital therapeutics and Pharmasol and some of the examples and questions that I have for you, Natalie. We'll be right back. Have you heard about Prescriptive Health? Prescriptive is a healthcare technology company rewriting the script for the U.S. prescription market. This is a first in pharmacy. The prescriptive platform enables pharmacies to connect with their patients in a more equitable and transparent ecosystem, which will foster fair pricing, better access to medication, increased adherence, and most importantly, better patient engagement. The prescriptive team believes in empowering healthcare consumers with easy-to-use tech to fundamentally change how prescriptions reach and impact the lives of people throughout our nation. Join Prescriptive Health in rewriting the script. Learn more at Prescriptive.com. 
Hey, welcome back to Digital Therapeutox. I'm here with Dr. Natalie Park, founder of Pharmasol. Uh, this is artificial intelligence, useful artificial intelligence that's really applicable to specifically what's going on with our patients. I can see how this is going to drive adherence. Uh, Natalie, you've given us some amazing examples. I want to shift the gear over to digital therapeutics and my imagination begins to run um, knowing uh, what little I know so far of Pharmasol, but every time I talk to you, you get me excited about where this could go. And I'm thinking of, a, for example, the smart inhalers. So we have digital inhalers that en enable like the asthma or COPD patient, they're gaining more control over that disorder with, um, they're able to like identify triggers or connect and share information with their medical providers and collect valuable uh, research data of what's going on in their life with their therapy. And I'm thinking, so that technology, it sounds useful, facilitating the adherence, um, keeping up with treatment schedules, dosing reminders. But it when I'm reading through some of the papers, I'm reading some of the white papers that are that are talking about, the thing that we're missing is the human <laughs> human element to it to really kind of keep things going. So what's the world of the API, um, meaning like the interface between the, the, the language engine and the reaction engine of what you've built in some of these digital in inhalers for, that's a really good one, the example, but really it's, it's the whole world of digital therapeutics. Absolutely. So I really see products like the digital inhaler that essentially tracks when patients are using the inhaler. You can also see when patients are not using the inhaler, right? But what we're lacking is context around patient mm -hmm. experience. Why did you use the inhaler or why did you not use the inhaler? So that's the trigger we can use as an entry point to ask what's going on. Hey, um, what was your experience that you just had? Did you have an asthma attack? Is that why you used it? Um, or, hey, I noticed that you haven't been using your inhaler. Is there a reason for that? So we can come in and ask those questions. These are the questions that clinicians would want to ask, right? And the good thing is that we can come in right when we notice this trigger so that patients aren't you know, being asked these questions three months later. And then of course, they're not really gonna remember what they were experiencing at the moment. And what this allows us to do is understand the complex and personal challenges with patients. There may be, you know, sets of patients who behaved the same way when you're looking at this data that's coming from these smart inhalers. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean you know, their personal experience was the same. And to understand each patient's specific situations and reasons for their behaviors, the only way to really find out is by talking to them and asking them questions. You know, there, we, we already know that there are so many different potential reasons for non-adherence, for example. It may be them experiencing side effects or having the fear of side effects. It may be just convenience issue, time, cultural issues, denial, depression, um, or just the complexity of the treatment is a barrier for them. But without understanding this patient-specific challenge, the chosen intervention may not work for them 
And it doesn't make sense to try to solve this problem without understanding patient situation. So this is why it's really important to understand the context behind patients' behaviors. And this is how we augment you know, uh, other technologies like smart inhalers. There are other wearables that tracks your blood pressure, blood glucose, um, or there are smart sensors on the pill bottles. But what does that really mean? What do these behaviors really mean is what we can bring and what we can help um, and augment these technologies. So what other applications are you currently in, in investigation um, of, um, such as, I think of pediatrics, for example. Wow. Um, but, you know, the the worried parent, I have four daughters, so I remember the worried parent phase, um, especially with my firstborn, where it was my first time being a dad. My uh, two-year-old is crying. I go to the crib, pick her up, change her, and she's super hot. You know, she's got a fever. Um, that, you know, worries any pa parent for the first time. You know, by the time you hit your 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 third, <laughs> you're like, hey, all right, I'll, we'll see what happens. You know, you're always worried, but not as worried. But imagine in that instance, having the Pharmasol app where I could say right to the AI, just took my daughter's temperature she's two she's two years old she's how how much is a two-year-old 30 pounds 35 pounds she's 30 pounds um last time she ate was nine you know p.m or 9 p.m had some ice cream or whatever you could really feed it data and then put enter and then all of a sudden it starts talking to us and it's like hey sorry to hear about you know your daughter having her fever i mean i could Geek, I could go, we could sit here for hours and give examples, but that is badass. Like that is awesome that we could, and then you could literally say in that same text at three in the morning, the nearest pharmacy to you, you know, whomever, community pharmacy or independent or chain or whatever, maybe it's even the one that they listed in their profile that could say, hey, they open at 9 a.m., um, Make sure you, you know, reach out, tell this, blah, 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 whatever it is that the next stages is to keep them going. And I think it's going to, it's going to help healthcare to not trip and miss an opportunity to get the patient to go to the next phase and the next stage in the, in the reach out. So that, that's, a, that's exciting, but talk to me about other applications and even pediatrics, like we were saying. Yeah, I mean. Briefly on pediatrics pharmacy, that's definitely an area where pharmacists can bring so much value, right? Because exactly, it, as a parent, it's such an anxious time. And pediatric pharmacy, you know, there are more weight-based dosing. For, for an inhaler, for example, you might be using a spacer. So there are other, these other complexities where pharmacists can really help. Other use cases where, you know, pharmacol can be used for is the perfect place is transition of care, which we also know is, um, is a time where pharmacist intervention is really valuable. And related to that is medication reconciliation, for example. Yep. You know, despite all the data that we have and interoperability and connecting different data sets from, you know, claims data to point of sale data at the pharmacy, and then what's in the clinic, in the electronic health record, 
you still really have to talk to the patient at the end of the day to really understand what they're taking and how they're taking it, because mm -hmm. that's part of the equation. What the patient got filled or picked up, it gives you really valuable information, but you need to know a little bit more. And there are things like supplements and OTC that you may not be able to see in these kind of data. So that's another place where pharmacol can really help because this is a perfect example of, we already know all the questions to ask and we can just automate it. And then we can bring back the information. This is what the patient said. And they stopped taking this medication because actually their cardiologist recommended that they do. Yep. Or they stopped taking it because it actually became unaffordable. And these are the informations that we can bring. And again, this is where clinicians come in and do the cognitive task. Okay, so what does that mean? What do I have to do? This is terrific. I um, think that the the rise of AI is now here. It's It's usable. I want to think of our listener right now. It's important that I'm thinking of someone driving right now on their way to, to a shift or on their way to work or especially pharmacist or someone focused on our seniors. Who's the ideal listener at this stage of Pharmasol that you want to be listening to today's episode so that the next phase is reaching out to your organization to really begin possibly working together? Describe to the listener where Pharmasol is at right now. One area of pharmacy where I think Pharmasol can bring a lot of value is specialty pharmacy, for example. Amen. Because I was thinking the same thing. Specialty medications are going through specialty pharmacies for a reason, because these are complex medications, oftentimes confusing instructions or, or difficult instructions with a lot of injectables. And specialty pharmacies check up on patients to see how they're doing. Is this medication working? Are you experiencing any side effects and conducting the adherence assessment? And I think I've already sort of described how a lot of these questions can be automated. And it's not just automating the workflow, but actually automating the conversations. Based on patient's response, our system will actually automate even a follow-up. You don't have to click a button to say, or, you know, make yourself a note, follow up with the patient in about two weeks. So I'd love to, you know, chat with pharmacists who are working at specialty pharmacy and are looking for ways to improve their operational efficiency, but also improve patient care. Those who want to provide a tool resources for patients to be there for them 24-7 in after hours of the pharmacy when you know, you're not reachable yourselves or on the weekend, for example. But really, I think Pharmasol can bring so much value to any organization that are facing similar challenges right, in other populations, um, not just specialty medications. Um, we can bring value to health plans, pharmacy benefit managers, um, to pharma patient support programs, where they're currently staffing clinicians to have these sort of conversations with mm -hmm. patients. 
Uh, so if you know there's an organization or pharmacist that are really interested in using technology to improve patient care, I mean, I'd love to chat. Absolutely. I want to give a shout out to the NASP, the National Association of Specialty Pharmacy. We are their media partner uh, for the fourth mm -hmm. year in a row, attending the Specialty Pharmacy premiere event on September 18th through the 21st at the Gaylord Texan Resort down in Grapevine, Texas. This is the annual event for all leaders in specialty pharmacy. A shout out to Sheila Arquette, CEO and leader of the NASP. It's going to be a wonderful event. Um, if you can come, um, Natalie, I'd love to have you there and introduce you to the entire um, specialty pharmacy industry. As many people as I can get, that is. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could get the entire industry to know you, but I, I'll I'll try my 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 damn hardest. <laughs> so actually, my co-founder Samia will be attending the conference. Awesome. So if anyone is, you know, uh, going to be there and want to chat with us, they should definitely reach out. We will do a follow-up and we'll have your partner on the post show for the NASP just as follow-up, just to get a snippet um, from, from the next perspective on this. But also a shout out to CPESN. That is our Community Pharmacy Enhanced Services Network. This is by state by state, this amazing network of pharmacists doing clinical treatment plans that move outside of just the dispensing fee. Because when I start thinking of mm -hmm. Pharmasol, I also think of the application in disease state management where pharmacists fit best. And don't even get me started on pharmacogenomics. When you said that, Natalie, I was like, oh God, here we go. Like I'm gonna spring into action because I love PGX and where this could go with follow-up to, to assure that a medication that is um is prescribed is working as intended and in, in our in, are we is it being broken down in someone's system based on the way they the break it down because of of their dna so i can't wait to have you back and talk more with you natalie you are fascinating uh pharmasol is fascinating um it's so good to um have you part of digital therapy talks you got to come back we got to have you maybe on twerks this week in pharmacy but um, let's, uh, keep going. I think we're going to meet up in Boston, um, when we're covering the, uh, soft writers annual event, soft writers is the makers of framework, LTC pharmacy management system for our long-term care institutional pharmacies. But I look forward to meeting you, Natalie, and, and I can't wait. Likewise. Be great oh. to meet in person. I know. I'm tired of all this Zoom stuff. I mean, Zoom's nice, but I'd rather be in person as myself. All right. Mm -hmm. Pharmasol, you got to look them up. P-H-A-R-M-E-S-O-L.com, uh, pharmasol.com. Um, and um, you can reach out to Natalie and her team, ask more questions. But Natalie, this has been great. I really appreciate your time today. Likewise. It's been such a pleasure. It's been so fun. Thank you so much for having me.